Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Well, good morning, church. It's nice to see you on this beautiful Sunday morning as we uh, enter into what we uh, come to know as Thanksgiving week. We're excited about that, aren't we? Our time to praise the Lord and thank the Lord uh, nationally, of course. We take Thursday as a big national holiday. But uh, we, we get to do that every day as Christians, right? We praise Him and we thank the Lord for His goodness and His mercy for all that He does for us. So thank you for coming this morning. If you're a guest, if you're visiting here at Open Bible, we're honored to have you. Trust that you filled out one of our Connect cards so we can get a chance to maybe greet you, meet you. And uh, do stop by the welcome desk at the end of the service and pick up that little trinket we have for you. This upcoming January, Open Bible will celebrate its 75th year of existence. How about that? 75 years. Yeah. Amen. Now, what we, what we've, what we, I think we're going to do this. We're going to celebrate the anniversary in June rather than January because January is just not a great month to celebrate much. You know, we just try to get through it. <laughs> right? So we'll celebrate, big, big celebration in June because in June, I believe in June, the first week of June was the very first uh, Sunday for Dr. and Mrs. Faith Riddell, Dr. and Mrs. George Riddell, Dr. and Mrs. Uh, Faith. Did I say it like you wanted me to say it? She told me to do it that way. Dr. Riddell and his dear wife, Faith. <laughs> and then me and my wife, uh, we both kind of, not the same year, of course, he's got a few years on me. But it was that same month. Am I telling that right, Doc? First week of June was your first Sunday. And so we'll celebrate uh, this upcoming June, our 75th uh, year as a church. And God's blessed the ministry, testimony uh, of Open Bible in enormous ways throughout, uh, throughout its lifetime, its existence. And we'll talk about that moving into the upcoming, upcoming year. However, today, 43 years of those 75, Open Bible was led by Pastor Riddell, and his dear wife, Faith, Dr. George Riddell, and his wife, Faith. And, and I appreciate the Riddells. We've been friends, Doc and I have been friends for a few years. And I mean, probably more than 25. And uh, we go ways back, and, um, and I, I, I treasured his friendship. He was always kind to me and, uh, and allowed me to come over here and often preach. I preached in many of the Bible conferences, uh, graduation services, school chapels, and things of that nature, and so uh, we've, been, we've been friends for a while. I'd have him come preach for me, and, uh, and he did a great job. He used to do banquets for us. We had stewardship banquets, and I would ask Brother Riddell to come and try to raise money to help our college, <laughs> and, uh, and he did a great job. He really did. He always, he always did a great job with that, so we go, we go ways back. So think about that. 43 years he led the ministry here at Open Bible. He's done a great job. And so I asked him to come and preach for us this morning, and I know you're in for a treat. So welcome, if you would, Dr. George Riddell. God bless you, Doc. Thank you, buddy. Good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, it's a delight to be here. 
And I praise the Lord for being able to be here. Of course, at my age, I'm delighted to be anywhere, to be honest with you. All right. I said to pastor before the service, I said, now, pastor, I've got two messages. I said, you choose which one you want me to preach. And he said, what's that? I said, well, I got one that runs about 20, 25 minutes. He said, OK. I said, then I've got one that runs about two and a half hours. I said, but at the end of that, I take up an offering and it usually runs about a half a million dollars per message. So he said, that's the one I want you to preach. (laughs) (laughs) But we are delighted to be here and thank the Lord for his goodness to us. And uh, I look out here and I see family and praise the Lord for that good people. This, This has been a blessed church over the years and we are blessed to have our pastor and his wife. We thank the Lord for that and have Tyler and his wife here and family here. We thank the Lord for that. I'd like for you to turn to Psalm chapter 100 with me. I'm not going to preach the two hour message, so don't you don't have to call out to the pizza shop and have it delivered here. Okay, all right. So look at Psalm 100. And this is one that many times we as pastors will turn to at Thanksgiving time. And uh, Thanksgiving, and Pastor said this last, uh, on Wednesday night, is really his favorite holiday, and it is mine as well. I like Thanksgiving. You can't commercialize it a lot, but you, the, the, the emphasis is in the right place, and that is Thanksgiving. So much that's going to follow here next month is nothing but money-making commercialism. That's the bottom line. Very little appreciation. But I thank the Lord for my family and, and our, our, us being able to get together periodically. And I thank the Lord for our church family. And we praise God for that. Psalm 100 now. I'm going to talk to you about the fact that thankfulness needs to be a part of our everyday lives. Not just one month out of the year. Not one day out of that month. But thankfulness and an attitude of thankfulness needs to be an absolute part of my life and your life every day. Because I want to say this right now so I don't forget it. You older folks, you know what I mean? When you think of something, you better get it out or you're going to forget it. Welcome to the club. And those of you that are younger, you're coming into the club. So don't worry about it, all right? But the thing that... Now I forgot what I wanted to say. (laughs) What, what, what can I say, folks? <laughs> Thankfulness. We need to have an attitude of gratitude every day. We really do. Every day. Every day is a gift from his hand to us. And everything that you have, that automobile out there, that home that you're going to after church, the clothes on your back, They're a gift from our Heavenly Father to you and to me. So let's have an attitude every day, not just one day a year. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye the Lord that he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, 
and into the courts, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. Or his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth through all generations. Now, just glance over to the left-hand side of your Bible, Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Father, help us in the moments that lie ahead. I pray that I'd be a blessing and encouragement to this dear church, to our precious pastor and his wife and family, and to this church family. Thank you for the existence of Open Bible. Thank you for its strong stand since 1949. Thank you, Lord, for your hand of blessing continuing to rest upon it. We praise your precious name, in thy name, amen. I came across something in my file and it said this, something to think about. And this is what it says. What if God decided to stop leading us tomorrow because we didn't follow him today? What if God couldn't take the time to bless us today because we couldn't take the time to thank him yesterday? What if we never saw another flower bloom because we grumbled when God sent the rain? What if God didn't walk with us today because we failed to recognize it as his day? What if God took the Bible or took, or took away the Bible tomorrow because we did not read it today? What if God took his message away because we failed to listen to the messenger? What if the door of the church was closed because we didn't open the door of our heart? What if God stopped loving and caring for us because we failed to love and care for others? What if God would not hear us today because we would not listen to him yesterday? What if God answered our prayers the way we answer his call? What if God met our needs the way we give him our lives. What if? Something to think about. Thankfulness. We're living in a day and age when there's very little thankfulness. And especially among people that ought to be thankful. Family members take each other for granted. Husbands take their wives for granted and don't appreciate the amount of work that a wife has and responsibilities that she has. Wives many times take their husbands for granted because they have to work overtime or work a lot of hours a lot of days to provide for the necessities of his family and very possibly not able to give her the attention that she needs. So many times husbands and wives take each other for granted. Many times children take their parents for granted. 
Many times children fail to realize the sacrifice that mother and dad make. And they make it every day of that child's life. And even after that child grows up and gets married many times, they're still sacrificing to help that child. Americans take this country for granted. We live in the greatest country that has ever come across the spectrum of history, and we show so little appreciation for it. Why? It's nothing to burn down our cities. It's nothing to raise, you know, communist flags in our country. Instead of praising God and thanking God for all that he has given to us as a country, we fail to realize what we have and appreciate all around us. Let not that be numbered among us as Christians. Let not that attitude of ingratitude be named among us as individuals. We have to have a spirit that reflects gratitude towards God and for all of his blessings. Because once again, I want to remind you, you don't have squat without God and his grace. You don't have anything without him. So we need to be thankful to him. I don't care this morning if what you had as you rushed out to go to your connect class or Sunday school class, you had a, maybe a cup of coffee and a piece of toast and you say, well, that wasn't much of a breakfast. I'll tell you what, there's more than millions of people in this world had. And maybe if you'd gotten up a half hour earlier, you could have had a little bit better breakfast. <laughs> Just... There we are. All right. Turn to Psalm 107, if you would. I, I, I didn't say this would be easy, folks. Okay. Or maybe I ought to say it this way. I didn't say you'd like it. I just said you'd hear it. Did you ever hear that statement? <laughs> the old folks here know exactly what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking about. These young kids here have no idea. All right. <laughs> Psalm 107 and verse number eight. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. His goodness. We need to be very, very expressive in our appreciation for all that the Lord has done. Turn over to Psalm 19, please, with me, if you would. Look at Psalm 19 and verses 13 and 14. Psalm 19, verses 13 and 14. <clears throat> Notice what the book has to say here. Keep, that, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer." Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Presumptuous sin. What could that possibly be? Maybe an attitude of, I've accomplished all of this. My home, let's say it's worth a half a billion dollars. That's because of me. The BMW that you may drive have the attitude, that's because of me and my hard work and my success and investments. It's all about me. It's not about you at all, my dear friend. 
and you just committed some presumptuous sins, you might say, well, I worked for it. Yes, but who gave you the ability to work for it? Who gave you the mind? Who gave you the skills? As many of you know, um, I had cataract surgery last month, and uh, I had my final appointment this week. And um, I said, is the doctor in? I said, I'd like, I've seen other doctors. And I said, I'd like to really express my appreciation to him. And uh, they went and got him. He's a Jewish doctor. And I looked at him, I said, Doc, I said, I, I really want to thank you for the skills and the ability that God has given to you. Thank you so much for doing such a splendid job. You know, <clears throat> being appreciative and thankful and not committing presumptuous sins. Once again, I'm going to come back. You realize who has given you the shoes on your feet today. They've all come from his hands. So let's think, think about thankfulness for a few moments. First of all, our thankfulness ought to be continual. Turn over to Psalm 34, if you would, with me. Psalm 34. And let's look at verses 1 through 9. Number one, our thankfulness ought to be continual. <clears throat> Notice what the psalmist David says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Our thankfulness. It ought not to be careless. It ought not to be flippant. It ought not to be offhanded. But it ought to be simply a, a, a spirit of gratitude for what others, and especially for what the Lord has done for you. When we say thankfulness or thank you, is it really from the heart? Do we really mean it? There are little words, two words. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, wife, for making the bed this morning. Thank you, honey, for taking such good care of the kids. Thank you for taking such good care of our home. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me as your husband. Thankfulness, not with a flippant attitude, but with a heartfelt attitude. When thankfulness is, con is a continuing attitude, it does not stop with only verbal expressions, but it manifests itself in practical ways. Thankfulness manifests itself in practical ways. Turn to Psalm 145, please. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 3. Notice what the psalmist has to say here. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 3. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. 
Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Now, if you would be so kind as to drop back to Psalm 34 and verse 1. 34 and verse 1. Notice what it says here. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Our thankfulness needs to be continual. How is that? How do we continue to have thankfulness to the Lord? Number one, by sharing Christ at the opportunities when we have. Number two, by spending time in prayer with him. The Lord loves it when you and I come to him and acknowledge him and exalt him and lift up his precious name. And then another practical thing, and I'm not going to give all, get off on this, but giving. Giving. My wife and I, we've had the joy of being married 57 and a half years. And I thank the Lord for her. She's been a wonderful, wonderful wife and a tremendous example as a preacher's wife. When we got married, she was working at, um, not DuPont's, but the other one down there. Anyhow, she had a job. I had a job. My first pastor was Boulevard Baptist Church. My full-time salary was $15 a week in 1966. You might say, well, did you tithe? We tithe on my $15 a week and we tithe on her income. We've never stopped tithing. We don't even give a tithe anymore. We're we're beyond that. And for years we're beyond that. What I'm simply saying to you is this, God will be the debtor to no man and he won't be a debtor to me. She worked for the Hercules company. I knew it would come to me, okay. I don't know about you, but I'm having a good time. I want you to know that, all right? I I like catching you off base every now and then, all right? But we tithe, and we, my parents didn't understand it. In fact, my parents were upset when they asked us if we tithe. I said, yes, we do tithe. They were upset. And we have tithed, and I can say this honestly, irrevocably. We have tithed every week in our life, every since then, for the church and giving to missions as well. So our tithing, our giving, we witness, praying, and giving. Number two, not only should our thankfulness be continual, but our thankfulness must, uh, must, uh, must be active. Our thankfulness must be active. By counting every day, here's how it's active, counting every day as God's day, not just Sunday. Let me tell you something right now, if it weren't for God, you'd never see Monday, and neither would I. Every day. Turn over to Psalm, once again, 95. You know, now a lot of these young people aren't going to know what I'm going to talk about here right now, but the adults will. You remember how our lives changed? on September the 11th, 2001. Remember that? That was traumatic. I know exactly where I was, and I'll guarantee you that 90% of you know exactly where you were and what you were doing. 
I was with Tim Perea preaching a revival meeting for him at, his, at Union Baptist Church. And when I got up, he said, preacher, we've been attacked. I said, what do you mean we've been attacked? And it all began to unfold. <clears throat> so what I'm saying, we need to thank the Lord for every day because you don't know that there's going to be a tomorrow. You don't even know if there's going to be a, an afternoon today. <clears throat> Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. It ought to be a continual thankfulness, a thankfulness that is active. For example, let me just give you some things we ought to be thankful for. <clears throat> I'm thankful for freedom. I am thankful for freedom. I'm thankful for the fact that I live in a land that I'm free to worship God according to my dictates. You're free to worship God according to your dictates. I can vote according to my conscience. You can vote according to your conscience. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of the press. We have free enterprise system <clears throat> under which each person can own property. You know, there are many countries in this world or people don't own property, it's all the governments, period. That's it. So I'm thankful for our country. I'm thankful for the fact that, I'm not so sure it's always practiced, but every citizen in theory has an opportunity of equal justice. I'm thankful for that. Number two, I'm thankful for that flag. Young people, let me tell you something right now. That's the greatest flag in America. That red stands for the blood that men and women have spilt since the inception of this country so that you and I could sit here in 2023 at Open Bible Baptist Church and not be afraid of some gangsters coming in back there and hauling us all off to a gulag or off to prison. That flag, and as long as that flag flies, I know we'll have the freedoms that God has given to us. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the fact that I can stand and salute the flag and kneel at the cross. I'm thankful for that. I will never, ever disrespect the flag of this country. Never. I'm thankful for family, the blessings of family. I'm thankful for that. I don't know about you, but I'm sure some of the older folks in our bracket, you know, your parents are gone. I've, I've often, not often, but over the years I've said, I'd just like to hear my dad's voice one more time. Just one more time. Or my mother look at me and say, son, is something bothering you? Is something bothering you? I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for our faith. I'm thankful for the Bible. This book is the book that our nation was founded upon. This book, our country, and you can have all the liberalism you want that tries to deny it, but our historical documents, over 80 to 100 documents, reference the Word of God or Sovereign God or God or Jesus Christ. This country, this country, 
I was reading the other day, was declared by the Supreme Court of the United States three times to uh, be a Christian nation. The last time it was declared was in 1951 as a Christian nation. I wish I could tell you it is today. I don't think it is, but at least thank God we have the freedom to worship God the way that we want to. When I think about this book, I think about the fact that atheists have bombarded it, agnostics have tried to destroy it, the Roman hierarchy denied it to their people, modernist preachers have tried to scuttle it. In fact, all the agencies of hell have set out to destroy this book. And yet, I want to tell you this much, and hear me clearly on this. This book is God's Word. It is indestructible. It is in, without perishable. It is the eternal, everlasting Word of God. And let me share this thought with you. This is not new with me. But this book, what is this book about? This book is a book of basic instruction before leaving earth. Basic instruction before leaving earth, the Word of God. Look at Psalm 92 with me, if you would. Psalm 92. Notice what the Word of God has to say there. In verse number 1, Psalm 92 and verse number 1, notice what the Word of God has to say. It is a good thing, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto His name, o, unto, excuse me, unto Thy name, O Most High. The Word of God. We need to learn that we can trust this book because this is the eternal Word of God. Doesn't need any correction. No men have tried to spend a lifetime correcting it. Doesn't need any correction. All you have to do is study it and read it. That's all you have to do. And so I would simply say this. We need to study this book so much that in every circumstance, now hear me on this, every circumstance we can give thanks to God. Every circumstance. Not just the good circumstances, but the bad circumstances. Look at, with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Chapter 1. We need to be thankful. And our thankfulness needs to be active. Notice what it says in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us all in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we all ourselves are comforted by God. You know what God's saying there? He's saying, I'm allowing you to go through this trial so that you can be a blessing and encouragement to others. That's exactly what he's saying. But so many times as we're going through the trials and the difficulties, what do we do? And look, folks, when I say what do we do, I'm including myself. Okay, so don't think I'm just saying you. Me too. Sometimes we grumble and complain, do we not? We wonder, why would God allow me to go through this? There's your answer. God wants to be able to, be, to use you to be a blessing and encouragement to others. And let me say this before I leave this topic. Don't blame God 
for circumstances in which you get yourself in because you made unwise and unbiblical decisions. I've been in the ministry long enough to know and have seen just about everything that can happen to a person. Some people react well. Some people have said to me over the years, preacher, it's my fault. I wouldn't listen. It's my fault. I should have listened. Should have listened to you. Should have listened to the word of God. I didn't. Now what do I do? What do you do? You get down and confess it to the Lord, make it right, and live the best Christian life you can under the circumstances. That's what you do. You don't give up. You don't quit. Number three, our thankfulness allows others to know we are trusting God. Our thankfulness allows others to know that we are trusting God. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. <clears throat> when we lack an attitude of thankfulness, it's really an attitude of not thanking God. That's really what it is. So we need to have an attitude that allows others to know, yes, these are difficult times. These are hard times. I've lost my job. I've, you know, whatever have you. Uh, maybe a death of a loved one. Who knows? Whatever the circumstances are. But you know, I'm trusting God through it. He's been my Savior. And I thank the Lord for it. Number four, and finally, I'm going to give you this. Our thankfulness helps us to defeat sin in our lives. Our thankfulness helps to defeat sin in our lives. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 5 with me, if you would. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5. Let me say this. If we have a spirit of covetousness, we will never be able to thank God rightly for what he has given to us. If we have a spirit of covetousness, we will never be able to thank the Lord for what he has rightly given to us. We ought to be able to rejoice with those that are rejoicing. We ought to be able to rejoice with those that have far more than you and I may ever have. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. And you know it. We all know it. We don't like to think about it. But everything that you and I have, it's all going to be gone one day. It's all going to be gone. That's it. You're not going to take anything with you. I, I think I've met some folks over the years. They'd like to have a certified check put in the casket with them, but I don't think that, that'll work, okay? But you're not going to take anything with you. You're going to leave it all behind. And if we live to see the rapture of the church and we're taken alive up to heaven, praise the Lord, with new body, one day we're going to come back and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth which means that everything we know is going to be destroyed and changed. Now, to what degree? I don't know, but I know it's going to be changed. Fire destroys. A grateful heart. Look at Ephesians 5.3. Let me just say this. A grateful heart magnifies the little things that one possesses in spite of the great possessions of others. Notice Ephesians 5.3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Folks, thanksgiving helps, a thankful heart helps us to defeat sin in our lives. As I said, we ought to be able to rejoice with others. 
and what they have and what God's given to them and be thankful to the Lord for everything that he has given to you and to me. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.